Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die when all the birds are singing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast. Love the graps. My name's Chris. I'm on the line with Alan Boone. The Booner, as I've done with myself last night. Oh, old Booner. Old Booner. That's who I am. Uh, hello. Alan Boone. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, and this is uh, the podcast Love the Graps, the podcast about wrestling. Blah, 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 blah. Um, this is part three of um, an ongoing series, the final part um, about the shows coming out of America, Pennsylvania, <laughs> Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana, Erie, Indiana. Yeah. Um, with all of the wrestlers that are available <laughs> performing in a hundred matches um, over 12 shows, the collective, we're going to get a bunch of people, get them to sit evenly spaced apart from each other in a weird arena and <laughs> um, broadcast it internationally to wrestling nerds the world over and um alan boone has been kind enough to be our representative amongst those weirdos and has watched every single one of these matches um which you'll have known because you'll already listened to two of the three podcasts before you got here yeah i did all 101 matches um the the last three as i'll explain later were were a bit of an effort uh, but I, the fact that I was so near my goal uh, meant that that I really did it. Yeah, I, I was glad to be uh, the uh, the British representative um, amongst the uh, the the fans there. Um, it was almost like I was expecting to get a phone call at some point to ask to give the results of the British jury. Um, <laughs> I did feel I was representing us. Uh, I wasn't on telly like like in the Thunderdome. Um, oh on that there wwe um which i'm happy about because that's just weird that's the weirdest thing it's like you're you're trying to do a sport in front of thousands of faces leering at you i mean that's what happens live but it's even weirder that they're leering at you from the comfort of their own bedrooms yeah very uh, what if um what if for this um collective weekend they had encouraged everybody who comes to bring as many devices with them screen devices right uh, yeah. and they could get on the wi-fi and they could facetime anybody they liked in the world to set up their own thunderdome so you've got ipads you've yeah. got um, laptops you've got mobile phone screens all kind of propped up on little stands or whatever people bring like balanced against a can of coke um and all facing the ring do your own makeshift thunderdome well i mean that's an idea for for when uh when goods start promoting again um, yeah you, you'll have your your thunderdome wall of uh of curious onlookers or voyeurs as i like to call them what would we it's, call it though um well i mean thunderdome's obviously been taken um so mm. um you you could you could call it your fury road 
Oh, what about um, the what about the grumble bowel? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the grumble bowel. Yeah. I like that. Welcome to the grumble bowel. <laughs> you can do that for uh, Gene Money's Good Sport. Yes. Yeah. 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 Have you worked uh, out what that might be yet? <laughs> no, no. No. I mean, it's uh, it. I don't know. I or I know as much as anybody else does. <laughs> Yeah, as as we know, the the best way to do anything creative is to come up with a title first, yeah, and then and then work backwards from the title. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and if if you've got somebody like uh, Gene who will just whip up a graphic, that's great as well. Yeah. Uh, Talking to Gene, I forgot to mention on the on the day one podcast during uh Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F, um. There was a guy wandering around who looked exactly like Gene Money. And for a minute, I thought, well, I haven't seen uh, Gene Money post on, on social media for a little while. I wonder if he's been isolating in a neutral country just so he could fly to Indianapolis and walk around ringside for one of the 12 shows that was on this weekend. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. No, I mean, I think given the chance, he might jump at it right now. I think him, he's like a lot of us as bloody climbing the walls yeah at the minute i'm desperate to get back out there um he, you know he's still desperate for that match with cody rhodes yeah he's still desperate for that shot at super strong style 16 um so good luck to him yeah have you still got your flag no i never had what he tried to give me one and i said i don't want it yeah i was i was too slow and he, he'd already put it in my hand um yeah. so yeah i I carry it everywhere. I, just, <laughs> I said to him, I'm just going to put that in the bin. Don't give me that. That's that's a waste of a flag. Um, I mean, to be honest, he gave me he gave me it like at the moment I was moving house. Like if I remember rightly. Oh, no, it's just after I'd moved. Or maybe it was before yeah. I was moving the second time. It doesn't matter. This is not an, not an important point. I mean, uh, to be honest, the whole thing was a waste of a flag. Um, well, both both realistically and figuratively because it, it never happened um it never happened and it never will it never will again can you imagine progress playing alexandra palace again i can't i don't know i mean at least alexandra palace like they could put the same amount of people in there that they had previously and probably be able to do social <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of room around the edge wasn't yeah there? yeah as like, there was at the coliseum uh, in Marion County, Indianapolis, Indiana. Don't you, don't you try and segue. Don't. <laughs> um, okay, come on then. Let's talk about what you watched. Yeah. So as I said, I finished it all. Uh, I finished. I didn't watch uh, some of it live, as I explained on the podcast that I put up yesterday. Uh, I made the decision to go to bed, and uh, the advice that this podcast gives out. Uh, I followed mm-hmm. it for a change um, and in thus watched uh, Spring Break and the the following freelance show uh, while fresh on Sunday. And then I did the same yesterday. So I watched two shows live and then I went to bed um, and watched the last two shows this morning, uh, lying in my bed, just cleaning up the uh, the final morsels of a, a weekend of wrestling. And as usual, I've come up with a three and three, Chris. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Um, 
hopefully well normally when we're doing these together and we've both been watching the stuff we kind of run through the three and threes um and sort of get a consensus so, yeah. so I, I do feel a little bit wary letting you go wild <laughs> with your with unfettered opinions um i mean i listened back to to the podcast that you recorded yesterday and frankly i was appalled well did would you class yourself in the moaners and phoners yeah i'm a moan i'm I'm a moaner and i'm definitely a phoner yeah oh man that guy i will add if you're on the facebook group you'll already see this um the guy that i moaned about sitting in the front row the one who particularly got my ire uh, I noticed watching the, the the later shows from that day and watching today's shows that he had his his hands and wrists taped uh, like a, like he was wrestling in a death match uh, with an X written on the the back of his oh, hands like CM and, Punk. Yeah, so I thought for a minute I'd gone a bit hard on him, but I'd, if anything, I didn't go hard enough. Um, that I hope I hope that guy dies. Well, maybe he had an injury. Maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they were bandaged. Maybe, it were, maybe they were casts. Maybe yeah, he'd I taken mean, a fall and broken well, I mean, both I, his wrists. I had carpal tunnel syndrome, and I had both my wrists operated on separately. But if I'd have had them at the same time, you you might have mistook me for a deathmatch wrestler. Yeah, and maybe the X's were to signify where they needed to amputate. But or perhaps it's just nil by mouth. Mm. Yeah. Did he? I mean. Let's um let's 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 be honest. Did he look like he should be nil by mouth? <laughs> it, it wouldn't hurt him, mate. Yeah. It yeah, wouldn't yeah. hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked and he, he looked the kind who would need surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh God. Did I, did I just call well, myself a wanker? I just called I mean, myself I'm a wanker. Didn't I that we might be talking about a shimmer show any minute now. <laughs> I mean, there is that. There, there is that. But yeah, I've put things in a three and three because I like to be ordered. Um, that's what I put. I took the uh, the government's uh, retrain, rethink, reboot quiz earlier, um, and one of the questions there was, do you, do you like to to put things in order? Um, and do you know what what came out at the end of that, Chris? Um, I should be either a head chef, um, a retail buyer, or a wine merchant. Right, brilliant. Have Just, you done it yet? I haven't done it. No, I should do it, shouldn't I? Yeah. Um, I want, I want, um, a professional cyclist. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, candlestick maker, and um, peep show owner. That's yeah. what I want. I saw somebody got bingo caller. You know that thriving industry. Well, how do they? What specifics have they pulled out <laughs> to land on bingo caller? <laughs> I have no idea. It, it, you answer all these questions, and it gives you kind of three areas of of employment. Right. Um, so, so I got like you know uh, retail management, uh, so hospitality, um, and social care. And then it asks you further questions to, to narrow down. With social care, it asked me one question, um, which I replied negatively to and then said there are no jobs for me in social care. So brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Incredible. Uh, yeah, I need to I need to check that out. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. It's the best best game out there. 
I imagine if they're doing bingo caller, then I've got a chance, fingers crossed, at running a meat raffle. So <laughs> is there? I love the person who got boxer, professional boxer. <laughs> I think I think to to have landed on professional boxer, you'd have had to answer previously. I am a professional boxer. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't ask what you're trained in. It's just a series of questions to ask about what you like and what you think your your, your skills are. Do you think you're organised? Do, do you like following orders? Are you good at making things? Do you like working with your hands and tools? There you I go. Said, boxer. I said, yeah, I said depends, because sometimes working with your hands can be really hard work. And I don't want to do hard work. It didn't ask that. I mean, it should have asked, really. Do you want to do a job that's hard? I, whenever like there's a question it's like do you like working with your hands it's like d- so do you mean like do I like repairing um complicated watch mechanisms or do you mean do I like building pyramids <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a broad church isn't it I mean it really is but um as a bit of fun if anyone wants to go on just try and get the strangest thing you can get let's really test the algorithm and well, i want to find out what what jobs you've been recommended i bet you there's a load of people out there on the brit rest circuit who are again paedophile hunter <laughs> or mona <laughs> and phona yeah all right you want to do a three and three then do you about this? yeah let's These do it shows right love the graps and give me one and then we'll follow it with a second and then a third Okay, my first love the grats is Gian Maxley. To say wow. his name in uh, how a ring announcer would do it. That's how they say it, Chris. All yeah. the ring announcers, they have to say that. Gion, that's how it's pronounced. Did you know that? Yeah, but that's just because they're ripping off John Cena. Is it Gion Cena? Gian Cena. John Cena sounds like his Korean equivalent. <laughs> G Young Cena. Yeah, G Young Cena. I, I saw uh, Cena, apparently a really big fan of BTS, the Korean boy band. Is he? And he, he, he tweeted about how proud he is to be part of the army, the, the BTS army. Right. Okay. He's, he's a strange man, isn't he? He's a very strange man. I mean, um, I, I think it's been touched on before, but he's got a very weird Instagram. Um, very weird with instagram so yeah i mean i i i like him for it you know i yeah. like him for being a bit of a weirdo yeah um also a bit of a weirdo is john moxley see i'm full of the segues today chris you uh, mean so john moxley you mean the lunatic fringe yeah he has got a bit of a lunatic fringe his, his hair is receding but there's still a little really bit got of a, he hasn't really well, got a fringe no not anymore um, I mean, try as he might to comb it forward. It's it's just not <laughs> happening. Uh, but yeah, the superstar wrestler, John Moxley, uh, yeah. cha- champion in two of the three biggest wrestling companies in the world, they said on commentary. Good old Lenny Leonard. Uh, Leonard right. Leonard. Uh, that's what Leonard Leonard said uh, yeah. on commentary. And he turned up on the indie wrestling. He only turned up on the bloody indie wrestling. You know, Hollywood star John Moxley. Oh, from boy. Such films as... Uh, 12 round three lockdown mm. and cage fighter 
which is uh, newly out, which you can go and watch, where John Moxley plays, uh, basically plays John Moxley, but he's called Randy Stone in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, I probably won't watch that. I mean, you should. Um, it's also got a, a cameo from Bubba Ray Dudley uh, and also from Tommy Dreamer and Christian. Do you remember Christian from the from the wrestling back in the day from Edge and Christian fame? Uh, he plays basically Joe Rogan, um, but he's not called Joe right. Rogan. Yes. It? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend that. But yeah, that John Moxley. He turned up to main event an independent wrestling show on the third day of the collective where he fought Chris Dickinson in the main event of Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 3. And they had a bloody good roll around. And I really, really enjoyed it. Bloodsport's really difficult to do. That whole style of like a worked shoot is it's quite tough because you've got to make it look like it's a real fight to a certain extent. But you've also got to make it entertaining. Because yeah. real fights aren't entertaining for the most part. And that's how we got professional wrestling, because real fights were going on forever um, and just going nowhere. And they just weren't entertaining at all. Um, so that's why all fights uh, under the banner of professional wrestling now are pretty much worked, including those in UFC. Did you see that UFC knockout at the weekend? No. Oh, what man. happened? Oh, a bloke, a bloke uh, went for a kick, got his, his foot caught and then just span round and kick the bloke in the head with his heel. It was amazing. It was like out of a comic book. Fantastic. I love it. That's, that's, like, my, that's like X-Park. Yeah, um, it really was. My favourite UFC fights are those that can be watched entirely in a GIF. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, having watched very little UFC, um, I, I, I do find myself getting very bored very quickly. Yeah, um, I think that was why Ronda Rousey got so famous so quickly is that all of her fights were basically in gift form. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Bloodsport is difficult to do the whole work shoot thing. But on the on the whole, they've got it down. Um, there was some really good stuff. I say Moxley Dickinson was the main event. Really, really good stuff. Chris Dickinson is an absolute star. How Chris Dickinson, uh, the, the dirty daddy, the putrid papa, the filthy father. Um, that's all they've got so far. I was trying to think of any, any other words for um, a, a parent that began with any other letters that you could you could do that. Um, send them in if you want a competition for you, uh, as well as what job the government website is giving you. Uh, send us in your alliterative um, dirty daddy equivalents. Um, you can do that. Do you remember when we saw Chris Dickinson in a, uh, a hall just outside Telford? Yes, I do remember that. Um, yeah. And he, he had a T-shirt on that said "Rape the World." Born which, um, to rape the world. Yeah, which fam- wouldn't family show. And it certainly wouldn't fly these days, would it? <laughs> no. Um, but he was there, and like he was great. Um, he how he's not signed by a major promotion, uh, I really don't know. Um, but hopefully he will be soon. If nothing else, then he deserves to make some money from this wrestling mark. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. that was really the only reason to sign to a major promotion that you can actually make a bit of money. Um, but yeah, as well as the, the Moxley and Dickinson um, homicide turned up to fight filthy Tom Lawler, another, another dirty, filthy uh, father because he's sponsored by Pampers. So I don't know what it is about um, dirty daddies that, uh, wrestling attracts but yeah homicide stepped in with tom lawler um tried to do the cop killer at one point chris 
on Bloodsport. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They did that. I mean, I guess you could somehow end up in that position in UFC. That would be gift, wouldn't it? Like yeah. somebody would gift that if you somehow ended up in a weird like backpack position. Yeah. I mean, he tried to do it. He failed. And that ultimately right. led to his downfall. So, okay. you know, maybe there's a lesson there. Um, there was also like a mini tournament for uh, four women. They had semifinals and a final. Um, and Lindsay Snow, the first time I've seen her, I think, although she's been on previous blood sports, so I must have seen her before. There was another fella called Eric Hammer, um, who when he came out, I had no idea who he was. But it turned out I've, I'd seen him before. Um, right. m- memorable, memorable man. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the women were really good in that. Um, just really fun event. Um, probably, as I, as I've been saying, as we've been going through the weekend, um, if you're going to pick one show, then the the show from Sunday would be would be Bloodsport. Um, and there was a, another show that happened on Sunday um, that is is bringing in those kind of rules. I, I might talk about that later. Um, but it's good to see that work shoots are not only coming back because it's another string to the bow, but people are actually working out how to do them and do them well so that they're they're entertaining and they don't look completely fake okay yeah i mean it's a, it's a style that i've always been a bit sort of i turn my nose up here a little bit but um i'm glad that you've had a nice time watching it alan i really am yeah i mean it's a, it's a weird thing to do because by by saying oh you know we're, we're doing this more realistic type of wrestling you're immediately saying that the other type of wrestling isn't realistic yeah. Um, which, you know, so the fact that they're, they're doing it under different rules and that, that it's the rules that, that um, determine the style of the fight, I think, works a lot better. Um, the, the other promotion that's doing it at the moment, uh, Paradigm Pro, um, which I'll, I'll talk about later, they, they do their fights under UWFI rules um, from the early 90s. And that really works as well. Um, because the the restrictions and the emphasis placed on the, on the grappling and and stuff is is to go with the rules rather than saying this is more real than the other stuff. Okay, so I quite like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, my second love the graps um, is the Black Label Pro show that opened Sunday. I've become a bit of a fan of Black Label Pro of late. Uh, they've got a nice little product that they do uh, in Chicago. Um, although it's not in Chicago, it's one of those things in America where they'll they'll say, I suppose we do it over here as well with London Luton Airport and stuff. But they'll say like that they're in the Chicago metropolitan area, uh, yeah. but they're actually in a place called South Bend, Indiana, which is not even in Illinois where Chicago is. But it's probably like you could get there in, in quarter of an hour from Chicago. Um, so, yeah, they're a really good promotion. I've been enjoying their stuff recently. I think I've compared them previously to like an american south side um and i mean that in the best possible way in that it's a mix of of kind of the top indie guys of that of the 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 us um some uh promising local guys and some big names from the past um who would would come in so your former wwe guys uh would would come in and and they kicked off they had a really good show uh, that I really enjoyed. A uh, good mix of talent. Uh, saw Billy Starks on there. Billy Starks was was one of the stars of the weekend. She only had sort of about four or five appearances uh, across the weekend. Um, she's only 18 years old, which is just a ridiculous age to be a professional wrestler. Um, but she's really great. And she stepped in uh, to fight Killer Kelly. 
Um, really like that. Gaytanic Panic appeared for the second time the weekend. That's the tag team of Danhausen and Effie. Uh, really enjoy their work. Alex Shelley was on again. Um, Alex Shelley is is just so good at the moment. Um, it's really weird because obviously I watch a lot of AEW as well, and particularly watch AEW Dark. And Frankie Kazarian has been really good of late on AEW. And it's kind of like you've got Alex Shelley and Frankie Kazarian, who are two guys that I really liked sort of 16, 17 years ago. And they're still going at a really high level. And it's great to see, as well as people like Billy Starks, who are like two years in. Um, And their champion is, is a bloke called Jake something. Do you remember when we used to watch AEW quite a lot, Chris? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. kind of a young talent then, sort of three or four years ago. Um, and then he went to Impact and I kind of lost track of him because it's Impact. Do you know what I mean? Who who keeps track of anybody who goes to Impact? Um, yeah. he's, he's cousin Jake in, in Impact. But um, he's really good. He's massive guy, bearded, um, just throws his weight around, uh, total heel. Uh, and he's their champion there. And I, I really enjoyed his match on that Black Label Pro show. So, yeah, Black Label Pro, I think of all the promotions um, other than GCW that have had shows at the weekend, uh, Black Label Pro might have been the one to to stake their territory out the, the best way, I think. OK, yeah, I don't know much about Black Label Pro. What what is their what's their USP? Um, I, I guess their USP is is that it's fun. Uh, it's fun wrestling. Oh, um, no thanks. Like their commentary team, their regular commentary team is Dave Prezak and Sarah Shockey, um, the the kind of improv comedian woman. Um, so like that sets a tone for for the shows, and it, it is kind of a, a light-hearted thing. Um, they emphasise the big characters there. So Danhausen is a regular there. Uh, Dan the Dad is a regular there. Effie is a regular there. And they've got lots and lots of characters, as well as some really good wrestling. Um, loads of it on IWTV, if you've got a subscription to that. So uh, get on board. Get on board the uh, the Black Label Pro train. And also they've got J-Rose as their ring announcer. Um, anyone who's been watching indie wrestling uh in the past year will have seen j rose a black guy who likes to dance along to entrance music really really enthusiastic really really cool um and so the whole package is is just a lot of fun to watch okay i mean i like a fun show sometimes yeah um not wrestling show but like no i I like i like things that are fun um (laughs) so you know um so so you've sold that to me a little bit i mean i'm not going to watch it I no. just want to make that perfectly clear. Um, but, uh, but, 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 yeah, yeah. In more normal uh, times, Chris, um, I'll get you to watch them. Okay, in normal, in more normal times. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Or, or we can wait three years after they're popular and then Gary Ward might bring them over to the UK and you can go and see him. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So my <laughs> yeah. third love the graps. Um, I've been doing the first two days. I've uh, been doing an MVP of the day. Um, I'm not going to do a, a, a strict MVP of day three, but I am going to give a shout out to uh, one particular wrestler um, who retired uh, at the weekend. Um, Eric Stevens 
former Ring of Honor guy, uh, had 10 years out of the business, just quit the business um, and the, the, towards the end of the, the aughts, the aughties, what, what we call in the first decade of this new century, the aughts. The 2000s. The, the 2000s, yeah. Um, quit towards the end of that, took 10 years off, came back a couple of years ago um, and has, has been on a bit of a tear since uh, putting on some really good fights. And they are, they have been fights, a lot of his matches. He's got a really kind of sort of no-nonsense style um, up and down the country. Uh, was instrumental in Paradigm Pro having that new UWFI division, which they've been going um, as part of Team Filthy with Tom Lawler, um, and he decided he'd, he'd just had enough. Um, so uh, announced earlier in the day on Sunday that his match at Paradigm Pro uh, under UWFI rules uh, against uh, Mo Atlas. Remember the, the the big fat fella I was telling you about, Hoodfoot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah against yeah, Hoodfoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hoodfoot's only loss in Paradigm Pro um, had come to Eric Stevens. Um, so it was a, a way for... Hoodfoot to get his win back and he beat Eric Stevens and Eric Stevens took his boots off and left them in the ring. I mean, I hope he went and got them uh, back again later, uh, especially as there was another match on afterwards. So somebody would have just thrown them out anyway. But yeah, he, he retired. He, he was there all weekend. Um, he had a tag match earlier in the day, teaming with Tom Lawler um, against Top Flight, which was uh, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Eric Stevens has, has bowed out again. Um, Hopefully he'll have a fun retirement making cookies. And it's, it's it's nice that he got to have, even though it was only in front of a uh, smaller than you'd expect crowd, that he got to have his kind of farewell moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric Stevens. Eric Stevens is an interesting sort of character. I was watching the, the, my, back in like 2007, 2006, 2007, was when I was watching like lots of ROH um, and he kind of came onto the scene with them around that time because um, he was kind of in with like your Roderick Strong's out yeah. of FIP in Florida. Yeah, he was the FIP um, champion, I think. Yeah. And um, he, I, I feel like he never really clicked with the, uh, um, with the audience there because he kind of just like I think felt like a big guy um, yeah. in 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 what was the landscape of ROH at that point. But, that you know, it seems like somebody who probably if he'd have come around a few years later, might have really made a big impact, um, might have found himself working for like the bigger companies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's nice for him to have managed to get this one last sort of hurrah um, and, uh, and 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 do a retirement match on what I guess is the highest profile indie um, platform that you can in 2020. Yeah. I mean, having said that, it was on the midnight show. So, you know, but there were a few people who, who stayed behind to see it. And what was really nice was the whole roster came and surrounded the ring as he was taking his boots off which was, was really lovely to see. And even some people who weren't on the show, like Marco Stunt was was still hanging around with his dog. Um, and even he sort of came to ringside, left his dog with a, a member of staff and came to ringside to say goodbye to Eric Stevens, which is kind of nice. Very good. Very good. Um, OK, where are we now? So that's three things that I liked about yesterday's action. 
Um, shall Thank I tell you. you three things I did not like? So much? yeah, why not? Let's um, let's let's finish off this whole, <laughs> you know, this whole weekend of lots of matches with some real negativity. Thank you. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, so my first, not my graps, um, is on a weekend that uh, was probably a showcase for a lot of talent and a lot of promotion. Um, for some companies that some people won't have seen before or won't have seen for a while, Shimmer blew their opportunity. Um, if I'm going to say what was the, the worst show of the whole weekend, Shimmer would win hands down. And the, a couple of reasons why, really. Um, the first, first reason is that um, there were a lot of talent on the show who are not of the standard you'd expect on a showcase event. Um, regular listeners to this podcast and yourself, Chris, will know that I am a big supporter of, of women's wrestling, particularly um, intergender wrestling, but just the, the fact that, that women deserve spots on shows. But I'm also not uh, not of the, the opinion that just because you are a female talent, if you're of a lesser uh, ability then you you should be on a, a show that a male talent wouldn't be um and the, there were a good half a dozen wrestlers on the the shimmer show that were were just not big show ready um and you know there's the whole argument of it's women's wrestling how are they going to get um their opportunities if you you don't give them the opportunities but i just felt on a on a showcase event they probably could have come up with uh, a better showcase for shimmer than what they did i mean there is the the kind of the side story that we are in the middle of a pandemic and it this may have been the the talent that they could get for the show um but i went through and there were there were seven other women uh, who appeared across the weekend um and that's without uh, counting people who identify as women who appeared in the the effie's big gay brunch event um but there were seven other women um who weren't booked or weren't announced um, because one of them, Kylie Ray, by the time of the Shimmer show, she was injured anyway, but she hadn't been booked previously to that, um, who could have been on that show. And you've got some some quite big names there, like Kylie Ray, like Killer Kelly, like Ali Cat, um, Faye Jackson, uh, Billy Starks, Lindsay Snow. Um, so it's just, yeah, they, they perhaps could have stacked the card a little bit more, considering this was a showcase. And also what they present is... Is it's a little bit dull because it just seems to be. Um, do you remember the when we started watching, or even perhaps before we really started watching it, the the kind of received opinion about Evolve was that it was a very dull product just based around matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shimmer seems to be that kind of thing. Um, so it the, there were no huge characters there. Um, one of the characters that they did have was a. Uh, a really reductive character of a, a a larger woman called Big Mama. And okay. it's like, oh please, just can you, well, can you was try it, it a bit better? Play, played by Martin Lawrence. Sadly not, no. Oh, Sadly okay. not. Um she was wearing kind of biker gear. Um, oh, okay. and it's like, oh big mama, really? Oh, okay. Um so yeah, so I felt Shimmer really kind of uh, missed the, their opportunity to to attract new fans and to showcase women's wrestling and it it's it's kind of understandable when you, you look at american women's wrestling and although that across the 
the the table there is a huge amount of talent you can kind of see why it's thought of uh, certainly well below Japanese women's wrestling, but but below European women's wrestling as well, because they do tend to have these shows with talent on there who are in prominent places, but just really aren't of the ability to be there. Yeah, I, I wonder, I, I wonder, like, I think Shimmer, Shimmer feels like a it's kind of stuck in time like it kind of it found its place as the sort of preeminent women's promotion in you know the western hemisphere and then didn't ever really do anything to sort of move beyond that and with everything else that's kind of gone on in terms of women's wrestling in terms of the major companies picking women up um like it does like are they more than anybody else feeling the sort of gaps left by the women that have been sort of snapped up i don't know um but yeah it was weird because you know obviously the there are a lot of of really good women signed to impact and AEW. um so you might say well you know, those talents are, are not available. But if you looked across this weekend, it was full of people who work for Impact and AEW. Um, so I, I don't know why we didn't see that. I mean, and, unless they were asked and they didn't come, there is always that uh, kind of caveat. But I don't know why we didn't see the likes of, um, of uh, I can't think of a name. Uh, <laughs> that's how good she is. Uh, I can't think of her name, uh, but like uh, Kylan King, uh, Britt Baker, um, Ariel Monroe, Big Swole, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the top women's talent that you've got in AEW and the ones from Impact, Sue Young. Um, you know, they, they perhaps had their time. They, they've gone through um, through Shimmer and on to greater things. But if Shimmer is going to be the, the top women's promotion, in the US, women-only promotion. Mm. I don't know why it isn't bringing in this kind of talent. Well, Jordan uh, Grace. Jordan Grace is the one that I couldn't remember the name of. I, I feel like they, like you say, they're kind of skating by on reputation alone. And the there's maybe almost a feeling that, like, they have carved out this position as, I say, the preeminent women's wrestling promotion in, in the US, um, in North America. And by doing that they don't have to yeah. bring in names to draw like it without wanting to sound like reductive or dismissive like it often feels like shimmer's place on these sort of lineups is essentially the place that women's wrestling has always had on you know the your standard wrestling card is yeah. that they're, they're going, OK, well, we need to have a shimmer show so that we've got some women's wrestling on the weekend. Yeah. Whereas it's, I think a lot of wrestling, like particularly over here, um, has kind of moved past that. Like and, you know, we're getting a lot of intergender wrestling. We're getting a lot of um, a lot more women's wrestling sort of presented alongside the 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 man wrestling. Um so yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. 
I just thought it was particularly disappointing as well on a weekend where you had showcase events for people of colour and the LGBTQIA plus community um, that like here are the best black wrestlers, here are the best um, gay wrestlers. We didn't have here are the best women wrestlers. And so, yes, just kind of disappointing, really. But maybe it's something they'll address in future or maybe they'll just carry on doing what they've been doing for the past 118 shows. I don't know. I mean, they've done they've done all right out of it, haven't they? So, well, yeah. Who are we to say anyway? Who are we to say? Two white jo- men. Two. Jody Threat was on the show, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. She of uh, Good Wrestling. Uh, yeah. Fun. Good good yeah. good stock last year. Yeah. Um, it's good to see her on there. Um, yep. So yeah. Um, so my second, not my graps, was uh, the. As I finished off this marathon of wrestling, I'd got to 98 matches completed um, and I was at the tail end of the Paradigm Pro show, which uh, was was had two different names. I think it was officially called Trap Soul, but it was also called Call Off Monday um, because obviously anyone watching it wouldn't be able to make it into work on on Monday. That was the the argument. Um, I booked it off, so I'd already called off Monday. So. I was the smart one. But the final three matches, the, the show was split up into into um, thirds. So the first three matches were just kind of your usual matches that you get in an indie show. The second three matches were under the UWFI rules, which I really, really liked. Um, there was a, a, a match between the Violence is Forever team, uh, Dominic Greeny against Kevin Koo, um, which was really, really good. And then we had Eric Stevens and Mo Atlas. Um, it, it's just a, a really good uh, set of rules and I'm really enjoying what they're doing with that but the last three matches were death matches um, and the the final final match was a clockwork orange house of fun match um, which was a gimmick that Raven did once upon a time in TNA um, do, you, do you remember the clockwork orange house of fun Chris? <laughs> vaguely yeah. vaguely I don't remember any of the specifics about it but I remember Raven's weird TNA run yeah yeah, when he had the helmet. Do you remember the helmet? Mm, no, no. He, he had like, um, you know, the helmet from Gladiator. Right. He had the helmet okay. like that, that he yeah, used to wear to the ring. Yeah, that's something the Raven needs to add to his gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there was a Clockwork Orange House of Fun uh, match to, to finish it. And it was just the last thing I wanted after watching 98 matches was for the last three matches of the weekend to be deathmatch stuff. Mm. Um, it was just, you know, I, I like my deathmatch wrestling, um, but watching three extended brawls with uh, varying degrees of blood and some fire and stuff was, was just a, a bit much and uh, a bit, bit of a down way to end a, a brilliant weekend, really. Okay. Yeah, I mean somebody's like that feels to me a little bit like um when um like like being put on after the headliner for some reason yeah Yeah, i mean it makes sense because if you put your death matches on last then you know you you, you, the the people earlier on in the card haven't got to roll around in glass Um, yeah also like you know when you're doing like these late night shows yeah you're not the priority, are you, at that point? No. You kind of um, become a little bit of an afterthought. Um, I imagine a lot of people have gone home. It, it, like, I, I, 
what what did it look like on the video had had the thin crowd thinned out anymore it looked like there were more people there than there were for freelance which was the the equivalent show 24 hours before um there were still more people there at midnight for paradigm pro than there were for shimmer in the afternoon uh which in itself is is disappointing um but yeah it was definitely a much thinner crowd and especially as blood sport I think Bloodsport, Spring Break and For the Culture might have been the only three shows that that sold out um, for the weekend, that sold the full allocation of 500. Or at least everybody who bought a ticket was in the the arena because they they looked the fullest. Um, And then it it did look noticeably less after Bloodsport, but it's still quite a healthy crowd considering it was past midnight local time on a Sunday night. Um, But yeah, I I can see perhaps they just wanted to showcase what Paradigm Pro was about, I guess. They have this thing called the the heavy hitters uh, title where it can be defended either under um, shoot fight rules or uh, street fight hardcore rules. Um, So I guess they just wanted to to showcase that. But it was a fun show. But I could have just I could have done with finishing the night on a, a bit more of a normal, bit more of an up rather than just watching people carve each other's heads up for a bit yeah okay fair enough um yeah like i I always like whenever you know the few times i've seen anything approach in a death match uh, i've always felt a little bit uncomfortable um so to end the whole weekend on that note i could imagine being a little bit um (laughs) a little bit of a bummer yeah, there was a really big fat guy in one of the matches. So you would like that. His name's Juicy Jimmy. Um, yep. So yeah, I like a bit of Juicy Jimmy. Um, but yeah, my final, uh, not my graps of of the the day and of the weekend really, um, is the fact that I had to do it all on my own. Um, we are in unprecedented times. It's not safe for for people from from different households to get together for extended periods. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no chance that I could even sort of call up a couple of mates and say, oh, you know, come and crash at mine for a few days. And I felt that even more than a, a WrestleMania weekend, this weekend was kind of made uh, for a get together um, in the kind of shows that you had. The, there were lots of kind of uh, talking points in the shows and they were very evenly spaced which made for, you know, a, a quite nice sort of routine to, to get your mates in, get get some beers in if you want. Um, not the guy with the X on the back of his, his stuff. He's not going to do that. Get some food in. Um, as it was, it was just me on my own. And it was, it was just a, a little bit of a lonely experience. Um, and those late nights when you're, you're on your own, um, you're the only one up, uh, you're just eating crap because uh, you need some fuel to get you through the nights. That would be... Uh, as as with most things, a uh, better experience if I'd have had my mates around. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that, mate. Well, it's um, not your fault. You're not. You didn't eat the bat, didn't I? No. You don't know that. Let's not make any assumptions. Also, I thought it was um, accepted that it was a pangolin now. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Bloody um, pangolin. Who even finds a pangolin? Who's eating a pangolin? (laughs) Like, you look at a pangolin, I'm not thinking, oh, tell you what, that looks delicious. No (laughs) way. No way. Talking of ferocious little animals, I did one one of the nice things about this weekend was finding out that Levi Everett, who has an Amish gimmick, um, his, his nickname is the Amish Wolverine, which I quite liked. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 So he had so, sideburns, didn't he? Yes, he does. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, very good that apparently uh, he he's he's always hampered as a wrestler because he can't do any research because he can't watch tapes. Um, right. Footage. Yeah. <laughs> right. So his his only research comes from uh, reading about wrestling matches. Right. Um, okay. So yeah. So he has to he has to do his research by reading about his opponents. How does he take bookings? Um, I imagine an an old styley telephone. Are they allowed that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of, of the the Amish community. Um, yeah. All I know is that he, he churns butter. Well, is I mean, I was going to say something really lazy about that being a euphemism, but no. <sighs> so yeah, so I did it alone, but I did it. I completed the uh, the game. Uh, 12 well shows, done. 101 matches. Um, and I don't want to do it again straight away, but I do want to do it again. Well, I was listening to a, a podcast uh, last week with Brett Lauderdale, who's the promoter in GCW, um, who kind of put this whole thing on. And someone had said, oh, you know, are the collective shows going to stay in November, in October? Um, or are you going to move them back to, to WrestleMania weekend? He said, well, you know, obviously... The, the common sense thing is to to move them back to WrestleMania weekend because you have all those fans in town um, and you have access to the other talent. Um, but I think after the success of this weekend, and they were even honoured by the city of Indianapolis um, for, for staging this event, and they got a nice certificate and everything from that, I can actually see them doing a an October collective in Indianapolis every year as well as a... Um, uh, WrestleMania week, WrestleMania mania type thing. And um, as a fan of uh, independent wrestling and particularly lately a fan of the Midwest scene, um, yeah. which is really hot, um, that can only be a good thing for me, um, even if it does mean me staying up half the night on Fight TV. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's encouraging that they managed to pull this off. Um, it's you know obviously people have their concerns obviously people you know there are going to be there are going to be naysayers and I think you know I'm not completely on one side or the other on that that particular point yeah I mean Um, it it may turn out to be a shit show like it may turn out to be that everybody involved will catch COVID and then we can then we can say like maybe this wasn't a good idea um but you know that the, they seem to have pulled it off. They seem to have, have taken all the precautions possible. Um, so just fingers crossed that it pays off for them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hopefully everybody's. Uh, hopefully everybody walks away fit as a fiddle. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, good to have some new, fresh entertainment in uh, in these troubled times. Yeah, and good to have a couple of podcasts out of it, eh? Yeah, you, the listener, you've yeah. enjoyed yourself, haven't you? Listening to us too, you've missed <laughs> us. I know you've missed us. Um, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it now. No more. Yeah, I mean, we might come up with something at some point. Um, there is stuff going on uh, for the rest of the year. Um, you know, this is not it now. Um, I mean, it might be. We might get hit by a meteor tomorrow, the way 2020 is going. You never know. Um, no. And it all, also depends what tier you're in, Chris. What tier are you in? 
Um, I don't know. I think being in London, they're reluctant to uh, place us in a particularly risky tier. Yeah. Um, you, you you're know. you're in medium because I checked earlier. Um, yeah. They, they basically said everywhere's in medium except these places, and then there's some places that are in high, and then just Liverpool on its own is in very high. I need to speak to my mum, actually. need to give her a ring because she's, she's in Liverpool. So um, I'm sure she's doing fine, but um, I should give her a ring, shouldn't I? Mate, she's very high. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. She might be. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't blame her. No, no, no. Um, OK, shall we, shall we wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, we probably better. We've been going quite a lot. Yeah, and I've got to edit two parts of this together because there was an issue. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope everybody's looking after each other and staying safe and washing your hands and and not eating too much ass. Um, <laughs> is that still is that still a risk? Um, I hope everybody's retraining right now. Actually, so if you're retraining, um, yeah. let us know. What, a job in cyber um then and good luck <laughs> i mean um, as as a per- person of a, a certain vintage on the internet cyber meant something completely different yeah, when i was yeah, yeah. younger it was uh, a- asl one a cyber <laughs> um cool um thanks for listening to us ramble on um we will speak to you soon at some point um but for now it's got dark because it's winter time, so go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climbed, where the seasons are high. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climbed, where the seasons are high.